We're back. Hey, everybody. Hoping everybody's doing well this fine evening. And happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, indeed. August, what, 30, 29th? August 29th. All right, sounds good to me. I think so, too. Let's see. Oh, I didn't look to see uh, what I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I said I was going to come over here and look, but... Then didn't... Just, you kind of rush me when you're sitting there just watching. I'm like, all right, I better get moving. Too much pressure? No, just oh. or else I would dilly dally anyway. Oh, boo face. Category four. Oh, that's awful. But at least it's going to, you know, it's going to miss, looks like it's going to miss uh, South Carolina. No, actually, it's going to hit South Carolina. See the tip Maybe there? the edge of it, yeah. Yeah. But it looks and like it. the side of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like it's going to hit. Uh, uh, Long Island, yeah. Oof. There Maybe, we go. No, that's Long Island. That's something else. Yeah, that's um, uh, is that Cape Cod? No, I think it's part of like, Canada. Well, yeah, Cape Cod is part of Canada, isn't it? Uh, no, Cape Cod is like uh, Boston, I think. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I think so. See, my ge- my geography is uh, well, let's find out. To say the least. Let's find out. Cape Cod. Right. Looking it up. I right think Cape now. Cod's Massachusetts. You might be right. Cape yep, Cod. You're right. Peninsula in Massachusetts. Can't say it, That's but it. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. In other words, what uh, looks like it's uh, likely headed for is part of Canada. No, I don't know because I think. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let me see. North. East. No, northeast. That's A and Canada. Okay. See over. Or I could just read the article. It's true, you could. <laughs> I want to learn so a bit more about geography. Why not? All right, there yeah, it looks like right, um, right yeah, there, wherever right? That is, wherever that is, Nova Scotia, Halifax. Okay, Nova Scotia. That's what I was thinking of, not Cape Cod. See, this is the Great Lakes area. Okay, um, yeah. I know because I uh, I grew up uh, not far from Lake Erie, which is one of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Looks like, well, that might get hit. Maybe. Uh, mm. Oh, well, I didn't know Newfoundland was right there. I know. And Labrador? Like and what? And Labrador. Is that your impression of a Labrador? It is. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Yeah. That. Man. But hoping everybody stays safe. Yeah. Through this hurricane. Yeah, well, I'm glad my parents are yeah. doing fine. So. I'm glad to hear that, too. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're on if you're on our uh, page right now on Podbean, and you messaged in, we're not ignoring you. Uh, Tim is on a different tab right now, looking for news to talk about. We're again, we're not ignoring you. He's mm-hmm. finding some stuff to talk about, and then as soon as he finds some stuff, we're going to go back to our tab, and we'll be able to respond to you. Yeah. But um, let's see, wow. Edison Lopez, knifed his fiance, their two boys, and then killed himself on 86th Street. You know, he, uh, what they, I guess they said he was stressed 
about moving out to the suburbs to Westchester County. Um, let me see. Um, wanted the apartment Lopez wanted in on Hastings on the Hudson, which is beautiful. Wouldn't be ready till the September first move out date, which might have caused some mental strain. And I think there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Richard Allen's 74-year-old resident who has lived on a sixth floor since 2000 said it would have been a big upgrade from the cramped space the family and four shared. Oh. We know it's brutal is that he killed him with a knife and then killed himself with a knife. Yeah. That's crazy. Even the whole thing with killing somebody with a knife, that's personal. That is very, very personal. You're going to watch this person die. Bleed out. And bleed out yeah. as they're in your arms. Well, that, I don't think he was in your arms. I think he probably did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, deep stab wound perforating her neck. Yeah. The husband was in the bedroom, perched on the bed with a sliced throat. The third knife next to him. The cops were called there when Lopez's father, Riddick's brother, who said they hadn't heard from him since Sunday, drilled through the apartment lock and saw blood inside. I am so sorry for the loved ones. And the little kids, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's nothing to, um, sneeze at. You know, they are what they are. People, uh, like you said, they thought it was, um, they had everything, but it goes to show you that, um, you know, just that little bit of stress, and there's got to be a better way to, um, for people to um, ask for help. And that's the thing, it's um, very hard to ask for help. You know, apparently, like, I mean, if that's all the, um, uh, if that's all, and I don't want to minimize it, but um, if that's all he was stressed about, um, man, it's, uh, Again, I hate to sound, but can you imagine them poor kids? Like, you're supposed to trust a parent. And uh, that happened. And even the mom, you know, like how she couldn't uh, protect the kids, probably didn't even see it coming. Um, just uh, terrible. But anyway, Julian had to step out for a minute. So you've got me and only me. Me, me. Um, let me see. Oh, okay, yeah, there's one guy. Um, they call him um, the porch pirate. Um, what was um, uh, let me see. Um, he stole a uh, <laughs> this one FedEx delivery worker who was literally just walking up to the front door. With the package in her hand, he came running up behind her and grabbed it right out of her arms. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, let me see where's, where this was at. I like that name, Porch Pirate. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it was an iPad. Oh, that's why. Um, let me see. It was in Chesterfield, Virginia. Um, and they drove off, he drove off in a white BMW. It was crazy. And then, wow, if you see, if you go to the post, 
it's on the front page, but how far that was away. Like when they say he bolted off to his car, he didn't bolt off. That car was, you know, he was walking. He looked like he uh, wasn't really in a rush to do anything. But except, you know, apparently to get online and he had some important stuff to do. So I guess that's what he, you know, he wanted an iPad, he wanted an iPad. You know, there's no stopping it. Damn you, Apple. So, let me see why. All right. Wow. Oh, a lot. Just that lady's name. I'm sorry to go back to this article, but um, the mom of the two murder, the two's murder, which is the kids, but her family is heartbroken and incensed. Um, there is about $20,000 as of Tuesday night. She was a proud Polish mom. Ola shared her culture and language and made the lives of her boys bright and full. And, uh, wow, man, just, that is nuts. Ola cradled her boys in her chest, a loving embrace. Retired super and family friend Alfonso Barrera paid his respects Tuesday at the building's front door. Others were starting to leave flowers and toys in the victim's memory and explain that his son, Luis and Lopez, uh, were like brothers. I, I feel like that. I feel he was a part of the family. Or how it set up Lopez and his family's deaths. Um, wow, man. Uh, there's a photo of Lopez smiling as best man at his son's wedding. He's a nice fellow, part of my family. His wife was a nice girl, a beautiful girl. Um, man, that is crazy. Um, the hopelessness, it was complete lack of hope or something. Nobody seems to know, suggested that Lopez's alleged actions. The children doesn't deserve, nor the mother, of course. Oh, my God, you're killing yours. That's the bottom. So, um, yeah, it's just one guy works a block and a half away for 20 years. And that's just terrible, terrible. Um, wow. So yeah, if you're ever struggling with suicidal thoughts or experiencing a mental health crisis in New York City, you can call one triple eight NYC WELL or a twenty four seven National Suicide Prevention Hotline at nine eight eight or suicidepreventionlifeline.org. So, and like I said, I think the um, Hardest thing is just to ask for help. So if you're, uh, you feel something boiling up like that, just um, walk away and you know, just try to get help from somebody. So, you know, just yeah, you know, Jolene has been uh, through divorce. I've been through divorce. It gets better. So even if you want to get a divorce and just, it doesn't look good, of like okay. All your money's gonna go to this ex-wife and two little kids and you're gonna have to be paying for the next 20 years. You know, it's better than, you know, killing them all. Cause um, yeah, it's crazy. So, and you know, I can't imagine them poor kids what they're going through um, in the last few minutes of their life. But Joanne's back. Mm. I am, sorry about that everybody. 
had a little bit of work I had to get done. Yeah. Um, but I just getting giving everybody the um, numbers of the suicide hotline and stuff. That's wonderful. It's a great organization. Um, but that's the biggest thing I think uh, is uh, is the um, asking for help first. That's yeah. the toughest part, and then I think after that, you know. Yeah. Um, it gets easier, but it's that first leap of, uh, you know, mm. of, um, of how to reach out and admit that you're human and you have these problems or these feelings and, but you're nonetheless. Never, you're never as alone as you can feel. There are always people out there who understand that are in your, um, that are feeling the way you do or have been through it yeah exactly yeah yeah and here's a bit better news okay um he's um a local <laughs> he uh <laughs> repeatedly escaped from a local animal shelter only to go meet the people at a nearby nursing home Oh, that's sweet. So this is a dog. Scout he, is a dog. He scaled multiple tall fences and crossed the highway in the dead of night until he wandered into the Meadowbrook um, Medical Care Facility. Looks like he's a mix between a Rottweiler and something oh, yeah? else. Yeah. See? I do. He's a beautiful dog. Yeah. And <laughs> they call him mischievous mutt. Oh. Has re re repeatedly escaped from a local Michigan animal shelter to go to that same place. What a beautiful story. Yeah. He, um, he went through the automatic doors and nestled under leather lobby seat for the evening. The following morning, a nurse stumbled wow. upon a stray and phoned the Antrim County Animal Control, who realized they were missing the dog. Wow. Despite the sheriff retrieving the scout from the nursing home, the canine miraculously made his way back the next night and again a couple nights later. That's amazing. <laughs> This has to be this has to be the nursing home dog now. Yeah, well it's he has to be. Yeah. That's when Lorna Robertson, the administrator for Meadowbrook from Miranza. I'm a person who looks at, at AdWord signs and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yes. She told the Detroit Free Press, he did it that one time, two times, three times, and obviously that's somebody who should pay attention to yeah. and I asked the staff, Well, he wants to be here. Would anybody like to have a dog? Yes. Yes, yes. And Scott Scott. Scout. <laughs> Scout's tail, tails banging. The residents, many of whom have dementia, terminal illness, or no one to care for them, were thrilled to have the pooch around. Yeah. Oh, little man is calling. Put on glasses. Mm -hmm. Looks like glasses, huh? Mm -hmm. Little man is oh. playing with the, with Tim's glasses. So. What a beautiful story. When you're home, you have your pets, and you don't get to have that here, says Rhonda. So and so, an administrative assistant mm -hmm. at Glacier Hill Residences, where the pup was initially found. Having a dog around makes it feel like home. Yeah. Scatters trusted with the free reign of Glacier Hill Cottage to be found wandering the halls, making his rounds. Yes. He's even learned to open and close doors with his paw, and which retirees will sneak in trees. Yes. He'll always let you pet him and let you talk to him if you need someone to talk to. Yeah. 
uh, Shirley Sawyer, 82, just one of the 20-some Glacier Hall residents. It's very nice. That is so nice. The same scout is a regular visitor of, Sa of Sawyer's brother, Bob Shoemaker, who, when, when hounded enough times by scouts wet snout in the middle of the night, will give the pooch a biscuit as a midnight snack. He also sniffs out cookies from Butch Craig, 80, and buries them in the elderly artist chair for later. That's wonderful. Other than his affinity for treats, no one knows much about Scout, a name given to him by the shelter, which found pellet marks in his jowls. He's not going to get any more pellet marks from this place. No. Only some God, people are awful. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, clearly. But whoever did this is an awful person. Yeah. Well, he knew where to go. Yeah. Which is they why needed him and he needed them. Exactly. All they know is he came from an abusive household and arrived scared. Aww. Even still, he ambles cautiously through the nursing home. His tail, even while wagging, seems heavy. He's a bit skittish upon hearing the jingle of keys or loud sounds. The nursing, sound, nursing home staff leave the safe environment that uh, Lord Scott in, Scout in. Yeah. That's a good picture. Yeah, what a beautiful picture of Scout. That should be a beautiful time. I agree. Save that picture. Desktop. Desktop or save it with, um, yeah, label it as Scout. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's and a great picture. He certainly was, has a penchant for the elders. In tune with what they need, especially our very vulnerable population. If they have to mention, they're dying, he knows it. He will go there and be with them and comfort them. Aww. Almost it just felt like he needed to be there. Yeah. But above all else, Scout has assumed his very serious role as protector. Wow. He checks on everyone to ensure their safety and sizes up unfamiliar guests. Mm. He just kind of knows who belongs and who doesn't. Yeah. And that's uh, Jenny Marchman, mm. the nursing home's household coordinator. Mm. That is amazing. This says Scout, for one, certainly belongs in the, his adopted pack of pensioners. I think he knows that this is this is his home and he is all of ours, so that gives him a sense of security. Mm. And I think he just wants to protect that. Oh, what a yeah. beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he needed them and yeah. he needed him. And still present tense. He still needs them and they still need him. Yeah. And, um. I wonder if he can do the whole, um, um, if somebody's going to have a seizure. Oh, I don't know. You know? So. If he's specifically a... Uh, That's awesome. I mean, just, he knows how to get out. Yeah, how he got there. No, Three but he times. Keeps, yeah. Four, four, four time. times? With four? Four times? Four times. Four times they kept them. Just wow. Um... <laughs> Mm. Man. Mm. But, yeah, it's a good story. I think so, too. So, what do you got? Well, for one, um, sending, sending lots of love and well wishes to Greece as a whole. There's a wildfire there happening right now that is the largest ever recorded in the European Union. Wow. It's happening north of the city of Alexandroboli. Um, it's burned so far more than 310 square miles or 810 square kilometers. Mm. That's an area bigger than New York City. 
That's insane. It's the largest in the European Union since 2000 when the European Forest Fire Information System began recording data. Now, Greece's fire service said the blaze was, quote-unquote, still out of control. The blaze had started on, on um, 19th of August. So far, it has killed 20 people, 18 of them migrants whose bodies were found in a region that is often used as the entry point from neighboring Turkey. Now, what, the, what Greece is doing at this point, or actually not just Greece, the European Union at this point, uh, actually calls in a fleet of, of 28 aircraft. 24 of them are water dumping planes, and four of them are helicopters, supplied by member countries to help battle the blazes in the block and in the neighboring territories. Now, right now, the European Union is working on creating a standalone European Union-funded air wing of the 12 aircraft that will be fully in place by 2030. So, not good news, still burning like crazy, and basically the European Union and Greece are doing whatever they can. So hoping everybody is out of its out of its path. So not. Do they have any uh, time when it's going to be done? Nope, not yet. It's still burning. Okay, um, it's one thing. It's like, oh well, yeah, we kind of got it under control. No, not he even loves close. that blanket. Yeah, the little man loves that rug. I know, what Kitty. I know. <gasps> What's that boy doing? Little man was like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> On a lighter note, the kitty is being adorable and running back and forth and wants to get chased. Yeah. <laughs> but wishing well for, of course, everybody from Greece and loved ones in Greece. Hoping all of you stay safe. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully you won't cause any problems with um, their uh, um, tourists. What's up, Dane? Oh, thanks for joining us, Dane. Oh, it looks like I wonder if you heard the story about, uh... Oh, about Scout? Scout. Maybe. Scout's a good boy. Scout is a good boy. Yeah, if you look up Scout, Scout is a, um, and Dane is waving. That's sweet. Okay. We just literally, before you got on, finished the story oh, about a, um... You might have heard about them. Yeah. If not, I'll send it to him. Okay. Or put it up. Yeah, the link for it. This is a dog who escaped from a dog shelter four times. And crossed a highway. Um, Some fences. Yeah, scaled fences, everything like that, and kept getting to a somewhat relatively oh. nearby nursing home. He kept going there. So the nursing home has been. He's now the nursing home dog. That is adorable. It is. Now I can't find it for you. Oh, it's there somewhere. Yeah, I'll find it again. All right. Well, while you're looking for it, this is something... Um, Another uh, climate change related thing, like of course the, uh, the wildfire in Greece is, climate, is definitely climate change related by the looks of it. Another climate change related thing, mm -hmm. uh, drought in, dr not drought. drought. Yeah, but what word is that? And Dane says, story, and then said, yeah, I'll oh, get dismissed it. it. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll find it, I'll yeah. go back to history. It's a really great story. I know once Tim finds it, we're gonna, gonna uh, actually gonna post the link, that way you can read the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's this drought in Southeast Texas that has actually revealed a World War One shipwreck. Which I'm thinking, wait, a shipwreck from World War One in Texas? What? No, what it was is Texas actually used to have, let me see, Texas used to have nine shipbuilding yards, or nine shipyards. 
Um, now there's a, it was this guy named Bill Milner. He was jet skiing in the Natchez River uh, when he found it. He saw there was something that you could see sticking out of the water. Right. So he took pictures of it and was trying to find out what it was. What it turned out is there was five different uh, um, World War One era ships that were just there on the bottom of the Natchez River. Wow. Just pieces of them sticking up out of the water because, again, perhaps the water is low. Um, now, which I found fascinating there. But he thought it was one really big one. And actually, there were five of them that were found. Uh, now, what it was is uh, World War One. again, there were those nine, uh, those nine shipyards. They were built. Uh, it was understood that they would build a Ferris, they would build Ferris-type ships, very specific type. Uh, they would build these, and then they would use those ferry soldiers from the U.S., so from Texas, over to the, over to France. Mm-hmm. And World War One ended. Uh, the ships, for the most part, at least in Texas, were abandoned, and they just sank after some time. Uh, the uh, uh, this historical historical commission says they have found at least a dozen wrecks on the bottom of the Natchez River. Does he get to keep any treasure? Uh, no, that's a big thing too. A big thing with this too. There's no treasure in it. But one thing, um, actually. Why? Is that right? No, they're not, they're not pirates. It's not a pirate ship. That's not what it is. They're not pirate ships. But Susan, uh, Susan uh, Kilcrease, she's the curator of Ice House Museum, which Ice House Museum is who this Bill Milner had reached out to saying, is this something, I think this looks like a big deal. Is this a big deal? And they're the ones who would actually recognize that, yeah, this is a World War One era ship. Um, she had said, uh, and here's a quote from her, as long as the wreck is out of the water, anybody could see it. We were scared to death they were going to be destroyed or looted. People were making comments about how parts of it could make great fireplace metal. So yeah, they're just kind of like, no, don't don't come and steal this. Don't steal this. Yeah, but it's I still found that fascinating. I'm thinking like World War One ship. Why would that be there in a river in Texas? It's because it was built and never ended up being sent out. And then it just sank. Something. Like at least again, at least there are a dozen on the bottom of that river now, which means there are likely more. Yeah, probably. Archaeologists find um, a 2,000-year-old computer. Ancient Greek civilization. Okay. How about that? I want, I want to read that article. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's right. see. Numerous breakthroughs, blah, 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 blah. Of course, it was handmade right there. Oh, I've seen this before. It's actually on the something. It looks like part of a ship. No, no, it's actually, yeah, you know what? It could be. It's um, a hidden gear inside of it um, a year later by blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's basically, an, it's like an analog computer, which you have to do by hand. It was, it was still uh, ahead of its time. Yeah, I'll leave it up. Okay. I hate because they're saying it's a it's a two thousand year old computer it sounds very but misleading. It, but it kind of is, just like the, uh, you know, the dolls, you know, that speak. I, you know, my name is, you know. Susie. Oh, the talking dolls. Yeah, my dolls name is from, Susie 19, from the nineteenth uh, century. They were. Yeah, Susie Crotch. Is that what the doll Come says? Play with me. Is I, that what or the whatever. Says? I don't know. I don't play with dolls, honey. I was gonna say, did you I'm ever, a man. I don't play with dolls. I know, but I'm just wondering, 
What the hell did you ever hear say, hi, my name is Susie Rottencrotch? Obviously, Susie Rottencrotch. Right? That's I didn't hear G.I. Joe saying, hi, I'm Susie Rottencrotch. But did you ever hear G.I. Joe saying anything as far as being a doll? No, G.I. Joe know how to keep his composure. Oh, I see. He didn't let the government's secrets spill out. He was on missions. Is that right? He wasn't doing his hair, <laughs> hanging out, talking about boys, going to the prom. No, no, he has some serious shit to do. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, talking about makeup and Hanson. Wow. Oh, is that right? <laughs> the Jonas Who's Brothers. Wait, who's talking about Hanson? Susie Rodencrotch and Little Friends. Is, is that right? When, Only when from is, Mattel. <laughs> wait, when is Susie Rodencrotch from? Wait, wait, That's the Barbie wait, era. What, that what? was her slutty friend. Oh, I see. I was just going to say, what year do you think it is? <laughs> that, I'm telling you, listen, you're not listening. This no? Was, this was Barbie's slutty friend. Okay. Susie. Like Barbie from the 1950s? I don't know what year. There were slu I mean, sluts back then. No, you know a lot more about this Susie Rottencrotch than I do. So I'm not I don't just... know too much. <laughs> Are you sure you don't know too much? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Wow. I don't. Wow. I don't. Oh. Man. No. Oh. I feel like you seem a little to be a little too familiar with this Susie. No, I don't know. I don't know her. Nor oh. anyone involved with her. Oh, except man. the Barbie. There you See, go. I think Barbie you knew tried Barbie. to. Well, I think Barbie tried to rehabilitate her, and you know, it's just like. You think so? Don't don't let her drag you down. That was the whole, you know. Wait, that's what Barbie said, or that's no, that was the that advice that I've given Barbie. Oh, you gave Barbie this advice. Yeah. When she, did you When did you know Barbie? When she asked me for it. Oh, when did Barbie ask you? It's not the only thing she asked me for. Oh, I see. <laughs> wait, no, wait. I'm wondering. I'm wondering with Barbie. Uh, of course, Barbie's beautiful, but. The plastic was that too much? <laughs> plastic and the and the um, uh, what is it? Um, <laughs> the no vagina. Oh yeah, there you go. There's and that, no, and yeah. no mouth either. See, you gotta help her out a little bit. <laughs> can help her out with that, you know. Wait, you have to help her out with that. You in general, the proverbial you. Oh, okay, not not me specifically. Not like Melania. No, there you go. So She's not. Melania. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you have your plastic Melania in the drawer. You do. <laughs> but oh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, this. What the hell was it? I just had it. Damn it. Um, I know it wasn't that one. There's like a oh, an inventor called Doctor Death. Right. There's a suicide booth. Okay. The sarcopod. It asks you three questions before suffocating the user okay they, they call him the elon musk for assisted suicide okay it looks like a little like sun tanning pod booth yeah um where you would you know go to end it and uh it's called it looks like a casket somewhat that too see you do it in there and then you just freaking looks like it's sitting out the ocean or Shoot you into the hole, you know. Maybe. Oh, see, there's two pictures. Let me see the other one. All right, that's it. Yeah, it looks like it in him. Picture of that's, him. That's a pretty cool. I get in it just because it looks cool. Okay. See. Please don't. Get I in would it. need to see. That's why you don't do things so half-ass and see. Let's see the. What do you think the three questions are that they ask you? 
I, I already no read this idea. article. So. Who are you? Where are you? Do you know what happens if you press? The I button? didn't ask you to put to read it. I told you to guess. Not... Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood. All right. Anyway, the three D oh, it's a three D printed coffin. That's cool. It's filled with nitrogen, quickly bringing oxygen down from twenty one percent to only one percent in about thirty seconds. A disoriented and euphoric feeling then follows before users eventually lose consciousness. Death, play, death takes place due to hypoxia. Hypoxia. That means yeah. low oxygen. And reduced carbon in the blood. Uh, we're ready to use it. We're talking to a number of people who are waiting to be the first to use it. Netherlands-based Dr. Nitschke told Mail Online. The person will climb into the machine. They will be asked the three questions and they will answer verbally. Who are you? Where are you? And do you know what happens if you press the button? And if they answer those questions verbally, the software then switches the power on so the button can be pressed. And if they press the button, they will die very quickly. Okay. Okay. All right, look at that. All right. So, there you have it. That's fat news, huh? That's, that's something news. That is something news. <laughs> right, man. Wow. I mean, that's, it's not a painful way to die, which is a plus. That's true. But it's not a happy way. <laughs> no. But then I'm but, thinking if you're um, feeling uh, suicidal, is there any happy way you can die? Well, you don't you know, take your life and kids out either. Yeah. Yeah. I agree you with know, that. For that's sure. reasonable. Get that other fucking asshole, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, family. that's fucking batshit crazy. So. Awful. Yeah, I'm a person. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's yeah. But the doggy, remember the doggy? Yeah, Scout. He's a good boy. Scout the nursing home dog. See, he would have fucked. Yeah. He would have fucked that guy up. Oh, he might have. I could see that. Come in nursing home because he probably would have smelled that shit. But you're up to something, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I do. Smart boy. And good boy. Yeah. He would have fucked him up. So. Well, you can ask for him. Yeah. I'm happy he has a happy home now. I am happy too. That's what you ran across traffic and. Ran you know, across the how- highway. Highway. And. Um, Four times? It's insane. But once, I guess you knew how to get there and that was it. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah. He knew where he belonged. Yeah. It's fucked up that he had a, what did he have in him? Pellets in his jowl. It was his jowl. The jaw. Because people can be awful. Yeah, well. Not all of them, clearly. Why don't some of them old people leave some fucking money to have the dog fixed? Uh, Well, I would think for some of it, though, too, um, it can be dangerous to put him under surgery. Put him under surgery when you don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like the uh, pellets are, are injuring him. It's, well, they hurt him then, but, you know, the pellets being there at this point, he's not, he's he's fine. He's yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, oh, that's no surprise. Tim's pointed, here's another tab open. Um, Trump had told Glenn Beck, quote, unquote, you have no choice. <laughs> he will absolutely lock people up if returned to the, if returned to the White House. He can't return to the White House. He just can't. 
Well, first of all, you just can't lock people up because you're the president. You know what? What you're right. But you're, if it's a but, democracy and if if the government is in the structure that it is in right now, but Republicans as a whole are really, really actively looking to dismantle that. They're saying democracy is overrated, and they want they don't want democracy. They want uh, basically well, one rule. You know what? And well, does, it's not elections anymore. I'll tell you what. You know who who's to blame all this shit? Who? We are. Yeah, you know we what? We yeah, are. I will give you that. Absolutely, yes, we are. We are. We are. No one else. We are. We are. The fact that he was able to get into the position he was in and the fact that there are Republicans in office, and yes, I'm going to keep saying Republicans because Republicans are the ones doing this. The, the reason they're in office is because we as a citizenship keep putting them in office. Mm. Awful, awful. Just, but that's not the way it's, it works. So we're like, oh, you know, you're king. That, well, I'm just going to throw you in the yeah, dungeon. but that's what they want to put in place, and they've been very open about that's what they want to put in place. Yeah, they're not even pretending like, oh no, no, see, it's better. No, they're not pretending that anymore. Well, just like if you can sum up that article I sent you about the um, uh, in Florida, why he got uh, yeah, what's his face got booed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, DeSantis went to a um a vigil for the people who those five people who were murdered. They were people of color. That were murdered by that one man who's openly a racist, openly anti-Semitic. DeSantis showed up at a vigil and got booed away. Not understandably, because DeSantis and again other Republicans are very, very, very open about how racist they are. Are very open about how anti-Semitic they are. Are very open about how they want to get rid of democracy. Yeah, whole thing. Very open about how uh, xenophobic they are, how misogynist they are, how uh, anti-LGBTQ plus they are. Unless you are a white Christian man, the uh, Republicans are against you. And they are very open about this. They say it out loud. They don't even pretend. They say it flat out and they say it out loud. This is what we're only on your side if this is who you are. So yeah, so it's no surprise that again, spouting, you know, people in power spouting that kind of BS. It's no surprise that we have more than four, well over 400 mass shootings this year in the United States. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say craziness. It's not crazy. I mean, how else could it turn out? I don't know. All I know is that the guys read the article. Yeah, it was. And he's like, first, it's the whole. They made it fashionable and like i'd said it was uh there's no checks and balances or no nope. corrections yeah when you just people that go like that and they're not um held into any kind of correction yeah on that behavior of what they say that's what you get that is a really great way to put it there's no correction there's nobody calling you out well no there are some calling people out but those calling calling you out are referred to as communists. Mm. Because of course all liberals are communists. Like actually, no, that's not true. Liberals are most definitely not communists, at least for the most part. All right, here's a second. Right. I'm going to get this open. No, that's not it. You had sent me this article. Um, I did. You did. Um, here, just a second. I'm going to find just a moment, everybody. 
Hang in there with me. Exactly. What song is that? Oh, it's from uh, Jeopardy, I think. Oh, okay. I was thinking. Da, 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 da. I invested in this company a bit while oh, I was okay, it. And now they got bought by uh, they acquired Small Pharma. It's going places. Okay. Neo liberals are socialists. You're right. Actually, a lot of uh, a lot of liberals are uh, democratic socialists. Not all of them, um, but a lot of them are. Um, it's a uh, I know a lot of it, at least like my generation and younger, which I'm a millennial and younger, it's a whole thing of uh, realizing the, uh, we live in theory in a capitalist society, but it's really not a capitalist society. It's capitalist for all of us, unless you're uber, uber wealthy, unless you're a giant corporation, in which case- It's an oligarchy. Uh, yeah, it's an oligarchy. That's what it is. The government will bail you out if you're a big company and if you're super, super wealthy. But the rest of us, uh, you go broke. Good luck. That's it. So that's not or technically you're, you're that's technically system because if you're on welfare or you need a oh, government assistant, you're fucking yeah. How dare you need help? Yeah. yeah, it's something. That's I've heard it put well. There's a photographer actually. He's and was here in New York City from China. The way he put it, he'd said, you know, he said so many. He said like our generation and younger, they think socialism is the best, and they don't know how bad it is, and I'm. Gonna say had the same conversation too. It's uh there's gotta be a happy medium somewhere. Um now I don't what that happy medium is, I I don't know for sure because what we have right now isn't as bad as um China and everything, but because yeah. there is yeah, like and even China China, oh it's communist. China's not communist. China is actually an authoritarian uh, capitalist. But society. we're not capitalists, we're more socialist. In some ways. Mm -hmm. In some ways, but not for, again. But for the most part, if we go broke, we're left to fend for ourselves. But you could still go bankrupt a few different times. Yeah, only twice. That's yeah, it. But still, it's yeah. that option. It's better than nothing. It's true. I'm just saying. And Kyrus says we don't live in a capitalist civilization because we're taxed while our money is constantly inflated. A capitalist order precludes the immorality of precludes the immorality of theft. Plus, your money is taxed more than once, which isn't legal. Okay, so your paycheck, and yeah. So you get yeah. a paycheck. It's taxed by federal and state and county government. Oh, I didn't know the county taxed it. It's the state. It gets, yeah, I was gonna say I knew so, the state okay. and the so, federal did. Right. So that money you get at the end of the day is your money. Yes. Yeah. Then how come when you go to the store you got to pay tax? Oh yeah. Okay. So it's double taxation. So you're real. It's really not. You know. Then if you invest money, right? Yeah. You're taxed on that. Um, yeah. When it comes out, when it goes in, you're constantly getting taxed on it. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's um, it's definitely an oligarchy. Yeah, but I agree. It's definitely a country that you can, if you have a good idea, and a little bit of money behind you, and a little bit of, you know, hard work, you can actually, you know, do something with that. In theory, at the very least. No, in practice. Okay. Or, you know, in, you know, I think. I know what you're saying. There's um, uh, a lot of people coming here risking life and limb to get here. So yeah, there's yeah, got to be something to that. 
Yeah, and a lot of people they're cut where they're fleeing from is a lot more dangerous. And Kairos says slavery equals 100% theft of someone's labor. Taxation equals 30 to 50% theft of someone's labor. We're all partial slaves. Yeah, I heard it's it put that way before. It's I heard it specifically put as wage slaves, especially. Well, which is like, generally I think we're saying the same thing. My um friend Billy, I used to work with, he'd said Tim, we're all the N word. Yeah. Some of us are just, are just darker than others. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of true. I get that. I definitely get that. And so, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> funny. You know, and it's true. So, what do you think? What do I think or what does Kairos think? No, what do you think? What do I think? I mm-hmm. get what you're saying. Yeah. Really, the skin color, well, I was going to say skin color doesn't matter, but skin color very, very, very much matters here in the U.S. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which is why there's so many, well, of course, mass shootings are a massive issue here in the U.S., but why so many of them, or the majority of them, are specifically white guys targeting communities of color. Right. Yeah. I, um... Which is awful. Inexcusable. No way around that. It's completely inexcusable, but you have a bunch of guys... Who are unhappy with their place in life, you know, for some very, but, very good reasons, but, uh, but then blaming the wrong people for it. Exactly. I do think, though, um, it's easy to play the victim like that. Okay, yeah. Like, oh, I'm a 20-year-old white guy. There's no hope for me out there. Yeah. So I do think it's just easier to fall into that victim mentality and stay there. Well, it also doesn't help, too, that there are... Um, Lots of outlets and oh lots, of God, yeah. media, lots of media, lots of even misery loves company. Exactly, yeah. lots of uh, media outlets oh. that are specifically targeting them, saying, "You're right." You yeah. see, it's the color. You're not people. the only one. Yeah, it's the black What's people. What's up, ABC Seven? They're the ones to blame. Yep. It's the immigrants. They're the ones to blame. It's the women. They're the ones right. to blame. It's the LGBTQIA community. They're the ones to blame. Like, yep. Really? Really? Yeah. How about this? How about I we ta- how about we tackle the oligarchy? Kyra said, I think talking about mass shooters without talking about blacks on black crime in places like Chicago isn't a balanced perspective. You know, I get what you're saying, Kairos, but I, the whole thing is, like, when it comes down to people talking about black on black crime, it always seems to be packaged in a way to excuse white people killing black people. I never hear it in reference to anything other than, like, well, what about black on black? Well, how about, okay, how about white on white? Because there's lots of white on white crime, too. Yeah. Yeah, there is. It just seems that it, it's very much a whataboutism. At least I think it is. And Carlos says, no, they're both awful. I'm not doing whataboutism. <laughs> good point. A good point, my friend. So, anyway. so what else do you think? What else I think? Yeah, I think it's late. I think, it why is. am I so tired? It's only quarter to ten. I know. Because it is late. No, I, I know, but usually late. I have a lot more uh, energy and uh, energy. <laughs> there you go. Just not tonight. Just not tonight. That's okay. I didn't have my 14 cups of coffee before. Oh, no. So plus I, have, plus I went to the dentist today, too, again. So you're feeling you're feeling tired. It's okay. Yeah, but at least I didn't get the root canal yet. That's still maybe that's why too. It's just like, oh, it's not done yet. But hopefully, coming up soon. Sometimes, but just. I know, Pen. 
Yeah. Well, you can't do anything until I see the was it the prosthodontist or the endodontist or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's an endodontist or I, I feel like a, like a root canal is done by an endodontist, but I'm not positive. I've never had a root canal, so I'm not sure. I never had a root canal. Well, look at you, Miss Perfect. <laughs> look at you. It must be really hard. To, it's so hard to carry that weight of perfection. Twenty-four seven. Yes, I'm exhausted. I never had a root canal. I don't know. <laughs> oh man how do you say you're smug we're not flat out saying you're smug that's how i think you did it <laughs> i think i did yeah i think you covered i think so baby think <laughs> oh man well something before we wrap it up i got one more piece of news that i found interesting this is for a woman in australia specifically she was at canberra hospital Surgeons pulled out an eight-centimeter parasitic roundworm from her so leg. That is disgusting. No, it's something. Now she complained about. Well, what it was, she uh, in 2021, she was first admitted to a local hospital after three weeks of abdominal pain, diarrhea, and constant dry cough, fever, and night sweats. The symptoms grew, and by 2022, she um, was complaining of forgetfulness and. Now, this roundworm is more. <laughs> I'm sad. Is that what depression is? Oh, God, you're <laughs> you think that's what depression is? Do they whine and say, I'm, I'm sad? sad? Wow. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so, a couple more minutes of help for me on that. Exactly. One. I was going to say, so, so much empathy. So, well, no. Again, yeah. must be so tough. Must be so tough. Carpenter, yeah. you know, <laughs> sitting on that fucking throne of yours. Oh, man. Oh, no. With your non root canal and my my actual having having feelings of empathy for right. someone through this yeah <laughs> but yeah they uh, they had said uh, I served neurosurgeons I found this round this round work and here's a quote from actually uh, her name is Dr. Sanjaya Senananyaki uh, she's a surgeon here at Canberra Hospital a quote from her is neurosurgeons regularly deal with infections in the brain but this was a once in a career finding no one was expecting to find that yeah, again, these roundworms are normally found in pythons. So the whole thing is, well, why were they found? Why? They've never seen it found in a human being or her. Exactly. How the hell did you get up there? What they think, they're not positive, but what surgeons think is that uh, that this roundworm was probably within the grasses. Uh, in, in the area where she lives, there are wild grasses that she would go and collect to use for cooking. Maybe the roundworm was in those, glass, those grasses, and that's how it got into cooking. But I found that fascinating, and I'm happy for her that the uh, that the roundworm is out of her system. And Kairos says the most pervasive parasite is toxoplasmosis, which can cause schizophrenia and sexual, uh, what is it, paraphilias. Okay. Well, one of the most pervasive. I heard of toxoplasmosis. I heard of it with schizophrenia, but I, had, I hadn't heard of it with sexual disorders with it. But that's, yeah, that's something. Maybe, that is really Yeah, I got one. That's why I want to run around, run down the street naked. Oh, you want to run down the street naked? Uh, you know what? No, no I don't anymore. <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah. Maybe later again. Well, are, are you thinking that? Are you Yeah, afraid? I went to go do that, and then I got to the door, and I changed my mind. <laughs> is that right? Are, like, I didn't feel like going down the elevator. Okay. Escalator, whatever it is. 
Is that right? Or and you, I forgot my Metro card. Or are you worried? I forgot the keys to get back in the house. Wait, are you worried that I'm going to take you to the hospital and they're going to remove this from your system? Remove what? This this toxoplasmosis? Who says I got that? Well, it just sounds like you said you have it. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I'm saying I have these urges. You have these urges? <laughs> to run down the block naked? <laughs> or run down the hallway naked? No. No. Or go down our elevator naked. No, neither of those. Yes. Any of those. No, I was going to say, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> Not tonight, anyway. Maybe later. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> and Kyra said, let's keep him. In. Let's let him keep it. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's feeling sexy. There you go. <laughs> uh, maybe. <Yeah. laughs> Are you feeling sexy, baby? <laughs> always feel sexy, baby. I want to sex you up. Yes. If it weren't so late, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't need a nap first. <laughs> Oh, man. I, you know, I wasn't so sleepy. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So what are you thinking? You want to wrap up the episode? What am I thinking, man? I try not to anymore. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Abdu. What's up, Abdu? Thanks for joining us, Abdu. What's the, uh, that is a cool picture, though. Or the, it um, is. It's a sculpture. Profile. Yeah, but that's a really cool profile uh, yeah. picture. Yeah. I don't know what it's a sculpture of. But it's still very cool. It looks like a child. It looks like a. Uh, cool. It looks badass. One piece. One piece. Luffy. Luffy. Luffy is that a, Is that what that statue is? I'm gonna look that up. Luffy. Yep, Luffy. Oh. Is known for his infectious energy, indomitable grit, and sketchy physique. He's not, he doesn't have a sketchy physique. It's stretching. Yeah, exactly. Silly. But he, uh, his strength come from, comes from his determination, intense training, and talent for using the abilities of devil fruit. All right. When he was seven, he accidentally ate the gomu gomu nomi, which turned his body into rubber. So he's the son of the monkey D dragon, the leader of the revolution army. And the grandson of marine hero Monkey D. Garb. Okay. So he's an enemy. He's an not enemy. He's anime. He's a good guy. Alright. Or a good uh a good whatever. There's two people who fall in love with Luffy. Alvita and Hancock. Well, make that number three. <laughs> are Timmy. You, are you in love with Luffy now? <laughs> Chiro says article about the link between toxoplasmosis and promiscuity. Okay, well, I wouldn't say I'm in love, but more like smitten. Oh, okay. You know, when so. you're you're smitten with Luffy, of course. Okay. Um, um, and thank you, Kairos. I will read that you, one. Uh, I'm interested in that. Um, Abdu got me uh, thinking. Got you hooked on Luffy. No, not or hooked. got you smitten with Ruffy. Or Luffy. <laughs> Luffy, got, Chiro, Luffy got me hooked on Luffy. Ruffy got you hooked on Luffy. <laughs> you got me uh introduced me. He's the uh the um <laughs> what is it called the uh the Yenta the Mancha whatever. Oh man. Cause I'm like watching one thousand eighty episodes. <laughs> unless they're a minute long. Oh man. And then I wouldn't even have time, but all right, why how many do you watch them all? Abdul? I mean, it sounds interesting. It's probably a better read, though. You know, like kind of for book. anime. I don't know. And shit is um, popular. 
Yeah, through anime is very popular. Yeah, it is. Only the last 300, Abdu says. Oh, which, by the way, if you're listening to us right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, uh, uh, eBooks, where there are all different uh, podcasting outlets we're on, we thank you. We love you as our listeners. We appreciate you so much. But the way Timmy Boy here puts it, if you're not listening to us on Podbean, you're getting sloppy seconds because we only do our live episodes several times a week, every single week on Podbean. You can go to podbean.com or download Podbean. It's a free app. You follow us. You'll be notified when we're doing a live episode. And if you want to listen in on it, you can. You can type in comments like Abdu did and like Kairos did. Or even if you want to be more interactive with us, you can call in and we'll talk to you, which is great. Uh, but no matter where you're listening to us from, we appreciate you. Thank you, listeners. And Abdu says you're on at once on different podcasts. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not on. Um, this is live, but then yeah. we'll repost it and then it'll be taped, you know, that people can listen to it later if you miss it. Exactly. But I highly recommend Google what I just typed in. Dog escapes shelter, sneaks in a nursing home. Now he is all of us. And read that article. It's a great article. Yeah. Yeah, it is. About yeah. the dog scout. Yeah. Um, and then I got something else for the next time we come on. And that's um headline is I divorced my husband. He wallowed in self-pity and killed my vibe. The guy had testicular cancer. Oh. And they were married for twenty-two years. But when he got uh testicular cancer, uh you know what, you're just killing my vibe. So wow. I'm gonna divorce you. So that's uh that's New York Post. But it's, it happened. You know? So, it would be good if, if he lived. Yeah. You know? I'm sure he's there. Um, <laughs> of course, it has to be a picture like this. It's all happening. Like, yeah, look at me. Yeah, look at me. I'm, and Cairo says that's evil, and Abdu says it surely does. Yeah. She's it's essentially she's paid for this article to be published. Yeah. It's like a dating article. She's like got that picture out there. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. You know. I'm saying I hope he got. I hope he fucked her sister. Oh yeah. I hope he had a. a well, how do I you know her sister's any better than she is? Doesn't matter. He fucked her. Is that all that she matters? Fuck her and chuck her, and then he should do the mother. Oh, but, but I was going to say, who do you think taught her to behave this way? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the father taught her to behave this but way. But you know what? Maybe he'll put some of that fucking cancer into all of them. He fucks them good enough. You, you know cancer is not contagious, right? It's testicular cancer. Didn't you read the article? I, I did not. But, you know, testicular cancer is not is not contagious either. Yeah. And Kyra said her mom and social media. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Oy vey. Yep. That's my advice to that guy. Is that right? Yeah. You want him to actively try to spread testicular cancer? Uh, even he should get on there. He should put over there. She's the one that gave it to me. But again, it's not. Do that snatch of hers. But you know, it's not contagious. That hoo-ha gave me cancer. Yeah, but that's that's just not factual. <laughs> that's yeah. not true. And Abdu says, together through thick and thin. Yeah, but that's, that's the name of you my. Would, you would think. 
that's the name of my new album too. Was that was that number twentieth album or no? <laughs> was it number fifteen? <laughs> I got it through her hoo ha. You got it through her hoo ha. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to go. All right, we'll catch you probably tomorrow. Wait, no, maybe uh, Thursday. Yes. Hi, bye, everybody. All right, have a good night, everybody. Good night.